It's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. Why aren't they in jail right now? They brutally attacked a New York City police officer. Coast to coast and around the world, from the America Out Loud talk radio studios. Our criminal justice system is upside down. It fails every day. It's time for The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. I'm glad you're back here. It looks like you survived the weekend, and that is awesome. And there was some news over the weekend that we're going to get into here on The Truth Be Told. I am Booker Scott. This hour is brought to you by Gold Co., where you can go to BookerLikesGold.com to find out if that would be the right thing for you. So we waited a week for some sort of response from the Biden administration over the deaths of three American servicemen in Jordan, in the Middle East. We finally got that response. We'll get into that. Also coming up is Matt Palumbo. He breaks down that Biden response. And also he'll talk about that New York City policeman on that video where that illegal immigrant beat that cop and then was released from jail and Who knows where that illegal immigrant is now? There were a couple of them already released. They are still holding some of them in jail. And I will also be joined by Greg Bolden of America in Bolden, right here on AmericaOutloud.news. And he has a big story coming up this week that he's going to be breaking about some social media influencers. And he's going to share some of that information with you right here in this hour on The Truth Be Told. But first, let's go to the response by Joe Biden and the Biden administration. Like I said, we waited for a week. I don't know what's right or wrong. I'm no general. I've said that before. I know a lot of people want a quicker response. And was the response what you were looking for? And most importantly, was it a response that will work? That's the most important thing, because over the years now, really since Joe Biden took office, and you can go back before that, because it was happening when Donald Trump was president. Iran was, through their proxies, they were targeting American installations, American interests, and also American personnel. And if you remember, it was Donald Trump that killed Soleimani, who really was the biggest general. He was the icon in Iran, and that really slowed things down for a while. But things picked back up. And prior to October 7th, when Hamas went in and invaded Israel, killing 1,400 Jews, already in 2023, there had been 80 attacks of Americans and American interests in the Middle East. So it didn't just start after that attack of Hamas in Israel. It had been going on, but it definitely escalated since then. Over 160 targets since that period, since October 7th. So it was a lot. And then ultimately, we know what happened. That drone snuck through, it got through the defenses, and it was successful in killing three Americans. And you hear the sound of Air Force, that's actually Royal Air Force jets taking off to participate in the targeting of all of these places. The targets were in Iraq, they were in Syria, and they were in Yemen, places where the Houthis are operating from. What are they going? And 
And that's the sound from Syria that took place over the weekend. The question is, was it successful? Uh, Will it have the outcome that we are looking for, that we hope for? Hopefully it does, but we don't know. And there are a lot of talking heads over the weekend. They were talking about that. Uh, People like Lindsey Graham. A lot of people still want to hit Iran, and there are different ways to hit Iran. You know, Donald Trump was very successful with his sanctions that were on Iran. Uh, Just to give you an idea of the difference between the last year of President Donald Trump and the last three years of Joe Biden, $7 billion was the amount of money that Iran was able to make from exporting oil in Donald Trump's last year. Since then, it's about $100 billion in three years under Joe Biden. So that's how they are able to finance everything that we're seeing in the Middle East, because it's not just American interest. It's all sort of interest. You heard me mention the Royal Air Force of the United Kingdom being involved in this. Well, the shipping lanes in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden are being hit daily by these drones and missiles that Iran, through their proxies, are supplying so that So that they disrupt the world, they disrupt the shipping, the supply chain, and that is what's happening there in the Middle East. We'll have to wait and see whether or not that that response was good enough. Hopefully it was. Like I say, we want it to work. Why aren't they in jail right now? They brutally attacked a New York City police officer and a lieutenant. Our criminal justice system is upside down. It fails every day. That's New York City PBA President Patrick Hendry speaking there at a press conference. He's upset because illegal immigrants beat, they stomped, they kicked a New York City policeman. These immigrants had gone into a store. They had helped themselves. They had stolen things. The police were trying to stop them, and they got beat. The illegal immigrants were quickly released from jail. Behind it all is Alvin Bragg. Of course, it's the same Alvin Bragg in New York City. This brings a light to the illegal immigration. It's so far from New York City to the border, but yet it is having an effect on cities all over this country. And in so many ways, we talk about it all the time on this program. There's the problem with schools. There's the problem with stretching our health care. And that's before you get to 150,000 deaths of fentanyl. Here's Speaker Mike Johnson, and this was his first speech last week on the floor of the House of Representatives since he became the Speaker. Listen to what he says illegal immigration has cost us. As I said here on the night that I took my oath, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. It is because the border has been deliberately opened wide that we see the the terrific horrors that are taking place across our country right now. Here's a short list. From Texas to New York, waves of illegal immigrants are now overwhelming our communities. Just since the time I was elected speaker, less than 100 days ago, more than 700,000 illegals have been welcomed into our country illegally by the Biden administration. American school children have been forced into virtual schools. Why? So migrants can sleep in their school buildings. Korean War veterans of the U.S. have been booted from nursing homes that were sold to house migrants. Our streets are being flooded with fentanyl. Hundreds of thousands of children and adults are being poisoned and losing their lives. Vulnerable children and women are being exploited and trafficked by cartels, and that's happening even within our borders. The fallout goes on and on and on. And I am here this morning to beg of my colleagues to help us 
force the administration to take action. We have to stop this now. And of course, that speech was given with the backdrop of the Senate working on an immigration bill of their own. It's on its way. It's coming on Wednesday, February 7th. The Senate is close to unveiling that immigration deal, and according to so many Republicans on Capitol Hill in the House of Representatives, it's going to be dead on arrival. In fact, Speaker Johnson said that same thing. Here's what CBS News says about this immigration bill that the Senate is working on. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said a national security bill that includes tens of billions of dollars in foreign aid and a long-sought agreement to bolster border security could be unveiled as early as Friday and no later than Sunday, setting the stage for potential votes on the package next week. Now, conversations are ongoing. Some issues still need to be resolved, but we are getting very close on the National Security Supplemental, Schumer said. That was a quote. Interesting what they're calling this. (laughs) I remember the Green New Deal that was put inside the Inflation Reduction Act. Just call something whatever you want, and the people believe it, and they forget about it. But this one's going to be called the National Security Supplemental. Who wouldn't want national security? We all want it. Throwing more money at the border is probably not the solution. The day that Joe Biden took office because of all of his messaging, the entire world knew what was going to happen. All of those people that wanted to come to America started flooding in and it hasn't stopped. I don't believe throwing more money at the problem is going to be the solution. But that is what their solution is. Yet, Republicans in the House of Representatives are already pushing back. And we see Speaker Mike Johnson has suggested a single-issue bill for giving money to Israel, about $15 billion. Yet, people like Chip Roy and Thomas Massey have both said they wouldn't support that either until the border is secure. So you see this big fight is happening on Capitol Hill like it always does, and there probably still will be no solution. But let's take a look at the root cause. I think it's really important. I spoke a little bit about it right there with the Biden administration when they took office. But Joe Biden did so much more than just messaging. Remember his first week to 10 days, he signed about 42 executive orders, most of it reversing what Donald Trump had done with regard to everything, including the border. Let's take a look at some of what he did. The Post Millennial did a story on this last week. Someone was nice enough to send it to me. By the way, please, when you come across something that you would like us to look into, you can send it to me by direct message on X. Uh, You can find me at RealBookerScott.com. And again, that's Real Booker Scott on X or Twitter. And you can also just look at the show page here at, on the Truth Be Told at AmericaOutloud.news. And at the bottom of that, if you scroll down, you can send me a direct message there as well. So I love to have people send me things that I can look into and maybe bring to more people. So thank you for passing this along to me from the Post Millennial. And I want to get into this a little bit because you see the Democrats on Capitol Hill are now saying that the Republicans don't want to fix the problem. Well, the problem was created by Joe Biden. Obviously, there's been a problem with immigration for a long time, but Donald Trump had it pretty well under control when he left office. The things that Joe Biden did made a huge difference. Now they want to throw more money at it to fix it. There are things that could be done without throwing billions and billions of your tax money at it. Now, let's take a look at this post-millennial article. 
And we're going to take a look at 15 things, which is what they did in this article. And by the way, you can find this postmillennial.com. It says, Biden has been pushing to open the border and keep it open, allowing a flood of illegal immigrants into the United States since his first day in office. Would-be illegal immigrants have been making the trek to the U.S.-Mexico border since he won the election, banking on his promises to reverse Trump's tough-on-immigration policies. Now, let's take a look at the 15 things outlined here in this article. We'll try to go through them quickly, but you'll get the idea. Day one. Remember, they are always saying, on day one. Well, here's what happened. The proclamation on ending discriminatory bans on entry to the United States, lifting visa restrictions Trump had imposed on those coming from nations that harbor terrorists. Why in the world would Joe Biden do that? That was day one. Also, day one, executive order on the revision of civil immigration, enforcement policies, and priorities. Another reversal of the Trump-era policy that demanded the deportation of illegal immigrants in the United States and pulled funding from states that would not comply with that. Number three, day one, preserving and fortifying deferred action for childhood arrivals, DACA, requiring the preservation of DACA, an Obama-era program that offered a path to legal residency in the U.S. for those brought as children to the U.S. illegally. Number four, day one, Biden put out a proclamation on the termination of emergency with respect to the southern border of the United States and the redirection of funds diverted to border wall construction, meaning he stopped the wall. Now, after day one, it didn't get better, it gets worse. Biden added illegal immigrations to the census for the purposes of reconfiguring the allocation of representatives in Congress. So if you think it has something to do with an election, that was after day one. We'll keep going. Number six, prioritize Liberians for refugee status and work authorization in the U.S. Number seven, amnesty. Biden backed the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021, which would give an eight-year pathway to citizenship to some 11 million illegal immigrants already here in the U.S. Biden reversed Trump's Remain in Mexico policy with the DHS statement on suspension of new enrollments in Migrant Protection Protocols Program. That was number eight, again after day one. Number nine, the proclamation on the suspension of entry as immigrants and non-immigrants of certain additional persons who pose a risk of transmitting coronavirus disease. That was four days into the Biden administration. As I remember it, the Biden administration was still making a big deal out of COVID back then. But you see what they did there. Let's go to number 10. Biden's executive order on the establishment of interagency task force on the reunification of families. So those that were in here before that were illegal, we need to reunify the family. Number 11. And this is, again, after day one, another executive order on restoring faith in our legal immigration systems and strengthening integration and inclusion efforts for new Americans. This is related to DEI. Number 12, another executive order, creating a regional framework to address the causes of migration 
This was the root cause. This was the thing that Kamala Harris was supposed to be involved with. Where did she go? She disappeared. She, she's doing nothing with the border. Number 13, executive order on rebuilding and enhancing programs to resettle refugees and planning for the impact of climate change on migration. Again, they think that all of this migration, and this is World Economic Forum stuff, everybody's moving because of the climate change. That's what they think. This is number 14. The Biden administration, Joe Biden in particular, he upped the annual cap on refugees from 15,000 to 62,500 with a memorandum for the Secretary of the State on the emergency presidential determination on refugee admissions for fiscal year 2021. And here's number 15. The Biden administration expanded their border admittance priorities to include families with young children and people who identify, this may be the best one, for people who identify as transgender as part of humanitarian exceptions. That's what the Joe Biden administration did from day one to affect illegal immigration. Not only did they message to say to the entire world, our borders are going to be open, but everything he touched, everything that his pen signed said, our borders are open. Come on. It's a mess, folks. It is a mess. With everything going on right now, it's hard to say what could happen next. Or what will happen, because we don't know anything for sure. And we usually don't find out until it's too late. So uh, what do you do about it? It's up to you. That's your business. But when it comes to your money, you should understand what's at stake. So that's why I partnered with GoldCo, because I know this can possibly help you. Uh, go to BookerLikesGold.com. Get your free gold and silver kit absolutely free at BookerLikesGold.com. It shows you how to get into the precious metals tax-free and penalty-free. Even if your money's still in a retirement account, like an IRA or a 401k, uh, you may already qualify to get up to $10,000 in free silver, too. Uh, you've seen the writing on the wall, so go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit. Because this is about taking back control of our privacy and our freedom. I can't predict the future, but I can certainly prepare for it, and so can you. You should be prepared. At the very least, you should be educated about your choices. So take action. Defend your freedom, your privacy, and your future. Go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free 2024 gold and silver kit right now. Author of The Man Behind the Curtain, George Soros, Spygate, uh, many other ones. Uh, Matt Palumbo, also from the Dan Bongino Report. He's coming up next. Keep it right here. More Truth Be Told with Booker Scott in minutes on America Out Loud. 
Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Asiya believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Truth Be Told here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I am Booker Scott, and joining us now for a weekly on Mondays to kind of wrap up the weekend is Matt Palumbo. I've had him on before. He's a great author, and every week I have him, I'm not going to keep telling you the books he has because over time you're just going to learn that he wrote Man Behind the Curtain, George Soros, and Spygate, and fact-checking the fact-checkers is another one of those. Matt, welcome to Truth Be Told. Uh, thank you so, so much for having me on, and I'm looking forward to coming on every week. So we kind of want to wrap up last week, and I think the first thing that comes to mind is finally – after six or seven days, Joe Biden and his administration decide how they respond to Iran and the proxies in the Middle East and the killing of three Americans. And as the dust settles, Matt, what are, what are your takeaways here? Well, I think the most offensive part was, and you know, admittedly, I haven't looked up the latest update, but I know for at least a few days, he did not reach out to any of the three families who lost loved ones. And you remember back in, you know, back when we had the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, there was this story that Biden was checking his watch during the dignified transfer of the remains. Sure. And I remember the fact checkers saying it wasn't true. There's no evidence. And then it turns out people looked more into it and Biden and actually checked his watch like a dozen times. So it was worse than they thought. Now, when it comes to this latest attack, it is unfortunately just a consequence of 
being a weak president. Uh, with Trump, there was this sort of, uh, well, people call it madman theory, that if people think a leader will just kind of kill everyone if you mess with them, then no one will mess with them. And that is more or less how the rest of the world treated Trump. Uh, he, when he would meet with the Taliban, he would bring photographs of their family members, where they go to school, where they live. And that certainly scares them into submission. Biden would never do that. Uh, you know, we're dealing with Iran, and Iran understands the threat of force, uh, or in the con this context, Iranian proxies. And the most famous example is under Carter, again, a weak president. We had Americans in Iranian custody. Reagan just takes office in the release. And yeah. the reason why, well, he's the, he's the tough guy. So all you really have to do is show actual strength. And I'm glad these airstrikes are happening, but it's a little weird it took this much time. And from what I'm hearing, and I don't know if there's truth to this, but if you pay attention to the news, it sounds like some of that they knew this was coming and yep. and they had time to move people, move equipment. And if you've been keeping up with this story over the last couple of years, you'll know that this bombing of American interests and even personnel in some cases has been going on prior to October 7th. I think there were 80 attacks prior to October 7th, and then it's heated up since then. Everything that the Biden does to try to appease uh, Iran has backfired. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. Can anyone think of a single foreign policy win under Biden? Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. What what, what could it possibly be? Um, and the thing too about the the tipping them off before he was strong strike. Yeah, them, that's that's disturbing. You know, I, I, until until like Al Qaeda is like where is like, hey guys, heads up, we're giving an attack. Like until the you know it's reciprocated. No, we should not be giving them a heads up. Um, it's just pure insanity and. It, it's just, I mean, it's morbidly funny, though, that the slogan as they took office was the adults are back in charge. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have the children at this point. Yeah, yeah, I would take the children, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Post-October 7th, over 160 attacks on Americans and American interest in the Middle East. And uh, the response has been about 10 or 12 missile attacks by Biden. And every time it's been insignificant. It's been an empty shed. It's been something like that. Uh, no consequence at all for those actions. And now if they really were tipped off, again, there's really no consequence. And, and you hear some rhetoric now that it's heating up that we need to bomb inside of Iran, Tehran. And uh, that that brings to the, the mind that this could escalate, which they don't want to escalate. There's a part of me that says, you know what, taking a couple of two or three days to really decide and make the right decision before you respond to the deaths of Americans is not all bad. But if you're spending the time tipping off the people what you're going to do, then what exactly are we doing? Yeah, like I, I mean, generally speaking, we shouldn't escalate with foreign nations unless it's completely necessary. But if we were to decide it is completely necessary, it's unfortunate because Biden is the last person we want in front of that effort. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be a war where we're like, all right, FYI, uh, we're going to strike this city and then make sure you move your soldiers here. Like, it's not going to be a real war from my perspective, but we're going to have an enemy that does not care about the rules. And not only do they not care about the rules, they are from a religion that sort of glorifies death and, and martyrdom and that kind of thing. And if they have the risk of nuclear war, they're not thinking in terms of my people are going to die. They think in terms of, well, my people are going to be martyred. I mean, that's how the Palestinians think, unfortunately. And it's why, uh, you know, it's almost, it's 
like borderline celebrated when they have deaths there and then immediately turned into and also the Israelis are horrible for killing them. It's a very bizarre thing to see. There's a story that I've been on this past week and I did part of my show on it Friday night and it had to do with the Department of Justice. Uh, that charged four Chinese nationals on January 31st with selling electronics and components uh, through Chinese businesses to uh, Iran and so that they could make drones and missiles. Uh, so you kind of tie all this together, and it brings China into the picture uh, with Iran, and, and now we see that it's our technology that's using but that they are using to kill american soldiers yeah and hezbollah and i think they're the only islamist group that does this they also work with i think it's the sinaloa cartel in mexico they have like their own drug business that they use to finance their operations so so it's not even just the chinese there's also mexican organized crime involved it's really like multiple u.s enemies all coming together in the sort of like, new axis of evil to be a bit cliche matt do you see everything that we are seeing as a plan do you think this is the design that we bring in the depopulation of the earth uh we bring in the border crisis all of these things you know i say it all the time it's either uh ineptness or complicity and neither one of those is good but if it's complicity it's even worse I mean, it's a combination of both. I mean, the Biden administration is objectively incompetent, but the left-wing strategy to destroy this country is uh, it's much smarter people and we've been doing it for a century. And I think the open borders push is the biggest example of this, where, you know, we all know that the cost of illegal immigration every year is in the hundreds of billions, but there are also social costs. And like, you know, there are many communities now where there isn't really any point in assimilating because everyone just speaks the same language. Like if I moved, I don't know, to Poland, but I lived in a town where everyone speaks English, I'm not going to learn po- Polish. Um, and we kind of see that like there are towns in, I mean, close to California, L.A., et cetera, where it's as if you just took part of Mexico and moved it directly. And we are a country that has its own unique culture, its own language, uh, and it should have its own borders. I mean, what is a country if not that? So it's a part of diluting the culture, diluting the country, having multiple languages. But then there's the secondary effect, and I think everyone is aware of this, that they want it, there to be so many illegals that they're going to say, well, we can't deport them all, which is yeah. what they're already doing. And they're setting the stage for amnesty, knowing that, well, probably 70 percent of them who vote are going to vote Democrat, if not more. Right. Um, in fact, even when Reagan did his amnesty, which he said he later regretted, um, the share of Latinos voting or, or Hispanics voting Republican actually went down. They, they viewed it more as, well, we went through it. Why can't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and I guess one last point is it's bizarre among the electorate that. Most of the pro-open border stuff is actually just a response to Trump. Uh, Pew Research Center has done polling on tracking like what the average Republican and Democrat believe um, on, on certain issues. And uh, back in 2015, uh, both Republicans and Democrats were overwhelmingly opposed to illegal immigration. Um, in fact, there, there are clips of Obama uh, speaking out against it like in 2005. Not until Trump comes down the escalator do Democrats all of a sudden become pro-open borders. So yeah. it's like you know it's bad policy and you're doing it regardless. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. And, and speaking of border, and I, I know you've probably seen the video of the police in New York yep. that were beat and uh, these guys go to court and then they're released and, uh, of course, that DA is Alvin Bragg in New York. Yeah. Uh, we know all about him. And uh, the court date is for Tuesday. 
And uh, evidently, these guys have left and they're on their way to California. Nobody knows who they are, really. And now they're not going to show up for the court date on Tuesday after just beating up this New York City policeman. Yeah, it's and by the way, this is as the guy Daniel Penny is still facing murder charges. Correct. Over, Great point. Uh, tell, every, tell everybody what, who that is again real quick, just so they know. Uh, I, my wife and I were just talking about this. Yeah, so there's there's actually a Daniel Penny and a Daniel Perry who are both in trouble for self-defense situations. I think this one is Daniel Penny, but I apologize if not. Anyway, there was this incident on the subway where some, I think, homeless guy who probably has mental problems was yeah. literally threatening, I'm going to kill you, I'm ready to die, to various people who were frightened. So this guy, Daniel Penny slash Perry, sorry to him again. So he ends up taking this guy down. He puts them in like an arm, in a, like a head, a neck restraint. And it's one of those restraints, like sort of, actually the one on George Floyd was the same, where if it's done properly, it really doesn't cause death. So this guy presumably had something else going on with him, but he ended up dying. And it was obviously unintentional. But New York is a city where the racial dynamics work uh, matter more than truth. So because to them, all that matters is white man kills black man. So right. then that's what they're going off of. Not, well, he did say he was going to murder everyone beforehand. Yeah. And the guy that you're talking about was a military veteran. Correct. Yeah, and, he and, he's, and he's in, in jail. And, you know, he's he's in trouble. And yeah. the, the hypocrisy is incredible. Now, these guys beat up a New York City policeman, and they're on their way to California. On the way out of jail, they're flipping birds to everybody. It's the future of America right there if we don't do anything. <laughs> it is, and and we need to do something. Uh, was there was there anything, any other story last week that caught your attention, maybe that the listeners didn't didn't really pick up on? Uh, the news cycle moves so fast, 24, 48 hours. We seem to forget a lot about what happened. Well, this is more of a funny story. It was actually on Fox the other night talking about it, where I guess there are some teachers in Massachusetts, and they're going on strike for better pay, and they've been out of school for 10 days. Um, so I just have the thought, I'm like, well, it's Massachusetts. So they're probably already paid. Well, I wonder how much it is. So it was, it's, I'm not making this up. It's the best gig in the world. If you're a public school teacher in Massachusetts, it's 86 grand a year plus benefits and pension. Is that just starting or is that after no, well, it's that's the, uh, the, the average? Okay. But if you look at the median U S household, and I say median, not mean, just because billionaires kind of throw off those numbers. But the median household income in this country is $74,000. So it's not only less than what one public school teacher makes, right? Because the average household has at least two people in it or more. Um, but then it's also pension and benefits on top of that. So it's just a massive disparity. And what more? Like it, it just shows with unions, there's no such thing as too much. They're, yeah. they're always incrementally want one more thing and one get more thing, more, and they just more, eat away yeah. at everything. Yeah. And ultimately, the school teachers, and I, I'm from a family of school teachers, so I love school teachers. But these teachers that want more and more and more that you say are making $86,000 in the state of Massachusetts, what about some results? Uh, these kids are leaving school unable to read, uh, do math. English. They are not teaching history or civics. Uh, so let's get back to some of that. And then later, because all, the rest of us in the world, we have to produce something before yeah. we would get a raise or even get paid. 
Yeah, and the thing is, too, there's really no correlation between how much spending there is on a school and, A, what the results are or even how nice they are. There was this viral video on Twitter of, like, it was this, this high school campus in Texas where it looks like a college campus, like it has exquisite food options, everything is beautiful, it's all huge, and, of course, all the comments are like, well, they got it because they're a well-funded white school. So people started comparing, like, what is spent per student at that Texas school versus in every major city in this country? And it, it was like one-third as much per student as all these major cities. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's a lot more than money. A lot of it, too, is just what teachers to get. But then I think who the parents are at home right. matters a lot. I, I know people who've taught, you know, had this fantasy of I'm going to go in a, a disadvantaged school and turn it around and – Within two days, it becomes pretty obvious that's never going to happen. You're listening to Matt Palumbo, a regular guest here on Mondays on The Truth Be Told, and also watch for him on Fox News and Fox Business. Matt, thank you. Thank you so much. Fiction becomes a religion. Places where nothing is clear. Sanity and reason just disappear. Chairman, there are multiple members that could yield you time. I would ask that you... I will have you physically removed from this meeting if you don't stop. More truth in minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. 
Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on americaoutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Tonight at 9 and every night, you can listen to After Dark with Robin Andrew. It comes your way. Also, the National Security Hour is coming up. And don't forget all the great content that is available at AmericaOutloud.news. Go to the shop while you're there. You can get a 25% discount just by using the promo code OUTLOUD. That is at AmericaOutloud.news. And mention the content that you'll find there. There are other things there other than just talk radio. Uh, There are additional podcasts. There are articles. A lot of smart people write things there that you're not seeing in the mainstream media. That's what we're all about here is liberty and justice for all. So you'll see some interesting things. One of the things you will find there is a podcast by Greg Bolden. And the the name of that is American in Bolden. And I've asked Greg to join us here for this conversation. Greg, thanks a lot for coming. Glad to be here, Booker. How you doing? Good. We've had a couple of conversations in the past. I've been on your show before and you, you were on my old show, Our Lives in Politics. And you're kind of stepping out here. Um, I've been watching your videos on social media, and for people that don't know exactly what you're going to step into, uh, let's kind of give them some background on what happened. There was there were some tunnels that were discovered in New York a few weeks ago, and and then from that comes a human trafficking story. So that Correct. that kind of blows up, but. What are you talking about in your videos that you keep putting out on social media? Sure. So there's a gentleman uh, that's very popular on social media, yeah. uh, as well as many influencers that, that get this type of popularity for the same type of reasons. But the gentleman that I'm, I'm going to be talking about in kind of the next few weeks of journalism that I'm putting together is Dom Lucra, also known as Dominic McGee. Now, Dom Lucra has over one million followers. He's one of the largest accounts that's independent on the X platform, which is formerly Twitter, which Elon Musk bought, uh, Dom gets about 1.2 to 1.5 billion uh, impressions per month on his content. Now, I've never followed Dom, but about nine months ago, Dom came on my radar because he started showing up in my feed constantly. I couldn't figure it out. And I looked and I saw Dom follows me. And I'm wondering, what does Dom want with a lowly little journalist from Delaware? Well, it became pretty apparent in July of last year when he actually ripped one of my stories, published it as his own, and then changed details. And when the details were changed, they were drastically changed to things that I never stated, mm-hmm. uh, never asserted. And so 
I sent him a message and I was like, hey, this is my work. What are you doing here, buddy? And I never got a response. Eventually, people that were following me and followers I gained because my story had about 9.5 million impressions in 24 hours. People started writing to him saying, Dom, this isn't you. This is uh, Greg Bolden. And so Dom took the post down, put up a new post, doubled down on some of his claims and gave me credit and said, well, I gave you credit. I should have known back then that what we're seeing online probably required me to investigate a little bit further as to what people are doing and why they're doing it. But I kind of decided to live in my bubble, enjoy uh, being (laughs) kind of anonymous in the background, doing my show here on the network. I can't stay quiet anymore. Because what I just found uh, this week, Don put out a documentary called The Tunnels. In this documentary, he put this gentleman by the name of Manny uh, in the film to uh, try the state that, you know, this was this evidence that there was this human trafficking of children underneath the 770 with the Chabad. Now, Manny Walks is not American. Manny Walks is an Australian who was abused in Australia and has a a very powerful story about what happens when churches and people of power start abusing uh, young children and become pedophiles. And uh, it's phenomenal uh, to, to learn a little bit more about. But when I saw this, I saw that Manny got upset. He said, I'm shocked that you used my interview out of context. So I did what we're supposed to do, Booker. I reached out to Manny Walks and I asked him if he could give me a statement of what was going on. I asked for more details. And Manny not only gave me a statement, Manny gave me the email communication back and forth with the production company. And when he did so, my jaw completely dropped because my story that I'm going to be publishing is not just about Don Lucro. My story is about Lauren Witzke. My story is about Laura Loomer. My story about General Mike Flynn and so many other individuals that many in the conservative field have been following and taking their word as gospel truth. And I just want to tell your audience right now, you better be very careful before you start taking anything that these individuals say as a gospel truth when presenting anything. I'm going to put this in quotes as I say it. They're going to call news. It's going to be very dangerous. Yeah, and discernment is so so important. And when we see the things that are going on with our government, the things that we learned from the Twitter files, we get so mad that they are going to try someone, and I don't know who that person is, is going to try to control narratives and speech and what is true and what isn't true. Yet there was always with journalism, I I know you went to college and your degree is in journalism and Mm -hmm. filmmaking, and that's what you do for a living. You you teach that subject. Um, I went to college, radio and television, it wasn't so much journalism, but I took some journalism classes. I don't really consider myself a journalist. But yet I do know that back then we had to have an eyewitness to a story or it had to be corroborated a couple of different places. And as we see social media and the growth of independent quote journalists, unquote, I don't know that their foundation is in that. So you grab a headline and you take off with it. And the next thing you know, it becomes someone's truth. And that's something that I speak about a lot is that we consume the things that we want to consume. We, we hear it, we believe it, we see it, 
and it becomes our truth. It doesn't doesn't mean it is the truth, does it? No, it doesn't. I, so I'm going to tell your listeners a few things. Uh, the first, the, as you keep in mind, if you, if you decide to follow the story that I'm going to be posting both on the America Out Loud Network as well as on my X feed, um, the first thing you should think about is I'm trying to follow what the, the journalist called, the society professional journalist calls the code of ethics. The first part is that Every journalist should seek truth and just report that. Mm -hmm. We don't embellish in what the truth might be. We don't use fear in order to get people to listen to our stories. Uh, we allow open exchange of views. We give equal time to all voices. And then we allow an audience to decide what should you think. We don't tell people you know, what you need to know. We tell people the facts, and then you figure out what you need to know. Right. The second part of the code of ethics, I'm just going to give you th three more sure. quickly here, is to minimize harm, which means people like Manny Walks, who had his interview used out of context and didn't know that he was going to be participating in this film that had nothing to do with the context of what he was told, you need to minimize harm because that harms Manny, a victim of sexual abuse you just re-victimized. And the people that re-victimized him was Lauren Witzke. Don Lucre didn't do this interview. It was Lauren Witzke, the ex-Senate candidate, uh, who did this interview and her team uh, at Truth uh, Light Media. Uh, that is going to be something that when people figure out who TL TLM Global is, wow. You're going to start questioning things about COVID narrative. You're going to start questioning things about Laura Loomer that's come out. Uh, because uh, I'm my jaw is dropping because I even have to question what I believe to be true. The last two are act independently, which means we avoid conflicts of interest. And I can tell you that all of these people have very real conflicts of interest um, and then be accountable. And they're not accountable to anybody. Uh, you need to admit mistakes and correct them. Dom is double downing and saying, uh, nope, we, I did this interview and we did it. Dom didn't do the interview. Lauren Witzke did it. And Lauren Witzke's sitting there and she doesn't have to be held accountable by anybody. Um, this is a real problem because think about it. I, I'm not sure if anyone's ever told you this, but I don't know what room you're in, Booker. But if I told you right now, Booker, I want to find something red. And all you think about is red things. And you start looking through your room right now. I guarantee anything red is going to be seen by you, correct? Sure. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you how many things that were brown did you notice as you were looking around your room? Probably none. You're probably, yeah. probably none, right? Yeah. Now, if I tell you, okay, now look for all the brown things. Go ahead and look for those. Look, are you seeing any brown things? Sure. Yeah, there's a couple. Right. So what that's telling us is our minds and the way our brains work is we can change our world by creating what we want to see in it. Now, I want to point out TLMGlobalProductions.com, a company that Lauren Witzke is at the top of and Dom Luker is working with and Laura Loomer, all right? Their motto is changing the world by creating the content we want to see in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how dangerous that is? Sure. It is. It really is dangerous. And that's the that's the, the thing that I always go back to. Uh, journalism has a responsibility, and it is so important for the country and the Constitution. If we don't have honest journalism that is 
finding the truth, and as you mentioned, bringing the truth, and then you bring a couple of different opinions into it. Opposite sides. Here's a, a debate. It basically becomes a debate. Here's the truth. Here's this side. Here's that side. Now you decide. And we're not doing that right now in this country. And, and it's on, it, really, it can be both sides of the spectrum. You know, you look at how the mainstream media is really owned by the left. And, and now the independent journalists have cropped up all over. And I, you know, a guy like Dom, who, you know, I like, I have followed him. I think we followed each other on social media for a while. Is he being used? Do you think he's being used or is he a part of it unknowingly? Well, he was producing some of Lauren Witzke's work. So I would say that, no, he's not being used. He's actually playing your fears. He knows that you are a number to him and you are a monetization that's made him a millionaire. Uh, The people that are following Dom right now are being uh, completely manipulated. As, as well as most. If you call yeah. yourself a social media influencer, and General Mike Flynn, he comes into the story because of this. He is considering himself a social media influencer, which is really bizarre to me for somebody who used to be a, one of the top generals right. in the United States to, to make that. But it starts to make sense when you see the lens of what it's being uh, pushed through. Now, uh, this company one of the movies that they produced that now I have to go back, and this was going to take me some time, they produced Died Suddenly. Now, I acknowledge COVID vaccines. I'm vaccine injured from the COVID vaccine. I acknowledge that they're dangerous. But now I got to go back through the film Died Suddenly and wonder how many of these interviews were done without permission or under false pretenses or taken out of context because I cannot trust anything that this production company has because I now have evidence that they don't do things in an honest fashion. So that movie that you know many of our listeners on the America Out Loud network have taken as, look at this gospel truth, look at these blood clots. People have cited it on this network. I'm going to tell people, you likely can't trust that movie now, and it's got to come underneath a, a larger lens. And unfortunately, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on and where you get your news, the the backside of that story is none of these places are ever held accountable. It doesn't really affect them. They can they can drop news that is true or isn't true. It doesn't really matter because in a 24, 48-hour news cycle, everybody's going to forget about it, and they're going to believe the next thing the next day. Mm-hmm. You're, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you because I think – People are going to be wanting to see the things that you and the other journalists that you have put on this story uh, come up with. So tell people where they can follow you on X and then also about your show. Sure, absolutely. So uh, you're going to want to follow at Real Greg Bolden. And if you don't want to follow me, I don't want to be part of a social media influencer. Just make sure you bookmark at yeah. Real Greg Bolden. You'll be able to see my tweets. Everybody can see them. You don't have to follow me to see them. That's the first spot. Uh, if you'd like to follow the show, it's America Emboldened. Uh, it's heard in podcast format Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on the America Out Loud Network, as well as I offer additional show content and articles on my Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash America Emboldened, and you can join that for free. Now, you don't have to uh, pay in order to be a member on that, but I give additional podcast episodes there, uh, kind of building a community of like-minded people. 
This story, though, is going to premiere solely on X through both myself and three other journalists. And so you're going to want to be there and I'll be reposting the other journalists as they start releasing their parts of it. Well, Greg, we look forward to this story and, you know, be be careful, uh, be prepared as this starts coming out. When do you plan on making that first post? I believe that it should be sometime around midweek uh, this week. I may have to do a, one more clarification so people understand where things are coming from. And I've also started to ask the individuals that I'll be speaking about if they'd like to speak with me directly. Yeah, good. Uh, I don't want to publish anything without them having an opportunity to answer to what I'm going to be putting out there. Yeah, that, that's important. And it's important that you offer that. Hopefully some of them respond so that we can hear that side of the story as well. Uh, so be looking for that information, those posts coming out uh, a date wise would be February 7th, 8th, somewhere in that time frame in case you're listening to yes. this on a podcast after uh, it's here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Greg, thank you. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Booker. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. So be looking for that information to be coming out. It should be interesting. Remember, there is no your truth or my truth or their truth. There is only the truth, and whether you get your news from independent journalism or from the mainstream media, it's very important to have discernment to figure out exactly what is true. Unfortunately, that's where we are. Coming up on the program tomorrow, I have a special interview with a guy by the name of Aaron Wren. He wrote a book, Living in the Negative World, and it's really enlightening, the conversation that we had. And I hope that you will listen for that tomorrow night. Coming up tonight, it's Robin Andrew. After dark at 9, the National Security Hour is on the way. You were told 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. And salt without flavor, it's just not useful. It's thrown on the ground to be stepped on. So whatever you do, keep being salty. I'm Booker Scott, and that's the truth. There is only one truth. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud.